0: Welcome back, and back on the program with us for another visit is Alan Watt. Alan has his own radio program, is widely read all over the Internet, has much to say about many things. It's uh, always interesting to hear what Alan has to say. He has a large listening audience, and we're glad to have him back with us tonight. Hello, Mr. Watt.
1: Hello. It's a pleasure to be back.
0: Thank you, sir. And uh, you're in Canada, and it is cold. Has the weather been a little aberrant, as they say up there as well?
1: it's aberrant because they've been spraying the skies like crazy and for 10 years they've been doing it pretty well daily mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. The, the planet and uh, you can actually tell when they're building up a storm by the, the shades of the co- off the trails they leave behind them and when you really go at it and then the big storm winds come up mm-hmm. and uh, they were trying like crazy for this last week to build up the storm they almost succeeded some of the trees went over Hmm. But uh, it kind of faded. We know it's sort of gone south again down your way.
0: I'm still interested uh, in how how they manipulate the jet stream. It's fascinating. This this uh, linkage, of course, with HARP is is probably the big key. When you you sow the uh, skies with enough barium and aluminum and God knows what else, uh, and then turn on the electromagnetic ray gun, which is yep. also known as HARP, all kinds of interesting things happen. I've got a lot of stories up at at rents.com videos about those very unusual clouds I'm sure you saw them over Mm -hmm. China right before the earthquake uh, 30 minutes and then 10 minutes before uh, those clouds were utterly indicative of of something man made of a a tremendous energy potential uh, doing something
1: there's no doubt at all and people should look into the United Nations the United Nations have a treaty signed by all the major countries that has the harp technology they've had it since the, the, the 60s and in 1978, I think it was, they signed a treaty mm-hmm. to do it with weather warfare. Mm-hmm. And in there, they talk about how they, how they have and how it works, this uh, ability to bring the jet stream right down to ground level, if need be, and direct it.
0: And that's very interesting because that treaty, uh, it was actually quite amusing. It still is to read because it outlawed things that were allegedly impossible to do. Uh, right. Quite funny. <laughs> Uh, and, by the way, if the jet stream is dropped down, I don't know what its normal height is, Alan, but if it's dropped down to ground level, I don't know what a force five tornado's winds are. I think they're six or 700 miles an hour. That's what we're talking about. The jet runs at around 600 miles an hour. And if it were dropped down to the ground, it would simply scour the ground like a, a huge uh, scrub sponge. That would be the end of it.
1: Yeah. Well, they had that new phenomena. That we're, we're in a, uh, an age of new phenomena. And the new phenomena was when well, the swath cut through forest in a straight line for, for miles upon miles. And uh, this happened, this came out about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's the same thing as the tampering with the, the jet stream. They can actually do that, bring it down mm-hmm. and, and cut straight as a, a die right across a forest.
0: Wow. And it's
1: like a road being cleared. Quite, quite amusing to know I didn't recording. see those
0: pictures. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, mm-hmm. There are, if one studies the skies, and there are some excellent sites on the net. Uh, just do a search for weather control or weather wars, and look at the bizarre clouds. And then remember what it was like when you were a kid. Most of you used to look up at, at blue skies and white clouds. Now you look up at muck. And you don't understand. most younger people don't understand what clear blue skies are like. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it happens, it's it's a real blessing. Now, you mentioned something earlier, and uh, we in fact, I think we talked about this a bit last time. The controllers have the populace now right, precisely, exactly where they want it. Mm-hmm. the The dumbing down is uh, fait accompli. Uh, the school systems, of course, have been working on this for a long time now. The curricula is such that the people graduating, if they graduate at all, don't ask questions. They're thoroughly reactive beings. They're not proactive. They're easily programmable with advertising stimuli, you name it, and they go out and they're just uh, triggered. It's it's like shooting fish in a barrel mm-hmm. or catching fish in a barrel or whatever you do to them. At any rate, it's, uh, it's not good, and I've said for quite some time, I'm sure you've echoed these things, that... When the controllers saw what happened beginning in the 90s and, and saw how thoroughly effective their mass media manipulation and control of the masses had become, they said, well, what the hell? Let's do it. And they also have, of course, their supercomputers, which they run models all the time on the population and, and how much pushback there is. And when they saw that there was no more pushback to speak of, that was it. hmm
1: yeah, pretty well. I mean, the, the, some of the, the top people in their field in psychological warfare wrote books back in the 50s and 60s on this very technique. And uh, I think uh, uh, it was actually Bertrand Russell was one of the first ones yeah, he was. To, to write yeah. openly about the fact that shortly the public will have techniques used to bring them to opinions, and mm-hmm. they'll have no idea that mm-hmm. they're actually being manipulated by outside forces and they have no idea of how it happens to them. But they will adopt those opinions, thinking that they are their own. Well, that's happened. Mm-hmm. And he's mentioned the fact that bring all the forces of Madison Avenue, the advertising agencies who understood uh, the society and psychology and behavioral psychology better than any other organization, uh, they bring them on board with the government the agenda for global governance. Correct. And they have done that successfully.
0: Uh, that have been uh, explored, probed, mined, and uh, literally uh, made to perform for these people. They have attacked society as we knew it 20 years, 25 years ago from so many angles. Uh, it's it's just mind-boggling for the average person. If you try to explain to them, they they don't want to hear about it. They can't. They literally can't wrap their mind around it, and they won't admit that they've been controlled. Even even if you could tell them about these things, they just don't want to. It. It's a human ego control. It, you know. It's
1: also a it's also a, an age where youngsters are born into what seems to be the miracles of emerging electronic devices.
0: Oh, they're fascinated. They're mesmerized so, yeah. by the whole thing
1: they are there's a magician's wand and they have been taught nothing in school about the past and as you say they don't want to know and if you don't know the past you're doomed if you don't know what's happened in the last hundred years even mm-hmm. or two hundred you're completely doomed because a war was raging for, for all these centuries you're right. and uh, it's still raging today and uh, the results of that war as I say are manifesting in our lifetime uh, with people coming out openly talking about population culling, and uh, um, and forced sterilisation, and the, the recreation of humans into perfect beings, meaning slaves.
0: Well, they're talking uh, it's, eugenics.
1: And, it's uh, an old agenda that goes back hundreds of years.
0: Yeah. It does, and that's one of the most difficult concepts to get uh, to get people to understand that this is not new. This is a plan that goes goes well uh-huh. back. Edward L. Bernays, of course. The master of mass mind control and manipulation through the media uh, was the, the giant of the last century, and uh, his lessons uh, have certainly been taken and perfected. They are using, as, as Alan Watt just said, food, they're using the water, they're using the mass media, they're using electronics of all kinds. They're using, I believe, the power grid as well to uh, mm-hmm. embed frequencies into every home, every office, every building, which radiate from all the wiring and have an influence, definitely an impact on the people. Uh, Cell phone towers, all of the, you can go on and on and on. The control is so insidious and so dominating now that there is virtually no chance for individuality to bloom and blossom very often anymore, especially when you look at the peer pressure of our young people today. It is ruthless, it it is vengeful, it is, is as vicious as it gets. If you're out of line and you're not in, uh, it's hell for our young people.
1: Yes, it is, and they themselves have no idea that the culture they're born into, which they think is their own age group's culture, is given to them by very old and masterful people.
0: And and how, Alan, can you, can we, can any of our listeners talk to our our young people? about these things when quite literally our young people might as well be hearing about life on another planet. They don't have any experience with it. They think that what you're telling them couldn't have possibly existed. It's too corny, whatever. Uh, They just don't have the ability to relate to it. It's a different language to them. So the communication divide becomes ever greater all the time. It's truly amazing. My guest is Alan Watt. We'll pause and come right back with more in just a few minutes. of fear and anxiety has never been more effectively mined and sown in any public, in any society on record that I am aware of. Because of the mass media, it becomes a piece of cake to instill and incite and inculcate fear and anxiety and stress continually in a populace, which has been done since 9-11, and even before that, but certainly nonstop since 9-11. And I want all of you to, t- to take note that no matter what the venue, those who would so fear and talk about doom and anxiety are doing you no favors. They're playing into the hands, or are in fact the hands, of the controllers. The game is to desensitize you to fear and big brother and control. And repetition is the simple key to doing that. You get to the point where you can only sustain so much fear and paranoia. And then you have to let it go and you accept it. I've had intelligent people write to me and say, oh, my God, they're going to come and get me any time now and put me in a concentration camp and probably execute me. And I, it gets to be really disheartening. There is a place for information. There is a place for awareness. There is a place for disseminating viable and valid data to the best of, of my ability and other competent broadcasters and journalists. And then there is the other side, and it's the majority. And those are the ones who who love to bang the paranoia fear drum to hear themselves, and on and on. And all they're doing is really desensitizing a public, Alan, and you know this very well, to, to, to the fear and to the suspicion and to the critical examination of the control being imposed upon them. And that is a disservice, whether it comes from Patriot Radio or the Pentagon press release—it's all achieving the same thing, and that's the most difficult lesson for many, even discriminating patriots, to understand. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, the patriot business—and it is a business—you've been it on the go for a long, long time, yeah. and a lot of a lot of its past history uh, isn't something to boast about, especially when a lot of it initially was set up by the CIA back in the fifties and sixties. Supposedly, under the guise to fight communists by using Christian propaganda at that time, so they were using fronts to fight communism, supposedly. But um, a- along with it goes this whole fear, and s- most of the stuff that's sold on Patriot Radio is fear-based. It's panic buying, so you you terrify the people, and then use a solution. By the,
0: buy this DVD or... and 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 get to get the hell scared out of you. And, yeah, that's and, the
1: whole, the whole thing. You, uh, you couldn't sell most of these products otherwise. Right. You, you couldn't do it. And, I mean, I could make a lot of money myself if I pushed the advertisers, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And most, most of the, the hosts do. They will bring them on as guests to get paid for doing it, and they push the products. The whole idea being well, if you trust the host, yeah. then, then you'll buy the product. Right. And
0: the hosts. So host I will, try
1: to separate yeah. that all together when right. I do my shows. But, um, See, trauma, and someone said this recently about what happened after the New Orleans evacuation, I mean, thousands of people were literally uprooted and thrown all over the country without objection. And this person observed this, is traumatized people are very easily manipulated and led. And this gets back to all this fear and paranoia today. We're getting fear of the economy, fear of uh, all these coming catastrophes. Where are we going to be able to get
0: our food? Where, how yeah. can we pay our mortgage? How are we going to put gas in our car? It goes yeah. on and on. You're, and you're that, that, p- that really
1: puts people at a disadvantage. You're not oh. thinking for yourself. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And you're being led. And the media will lead you by the nose to the next crisis, the next crisis. See, that's and vi- most of it victim is mentality.
0: It's victim mentality. Yeah. I'm yeah. a victim. I'm. I'm. What, they're going to do this to me. They're going to kill me. They're going to... Mm-hmm. It's wrong. It's as wrong as it gets. And there are people in Patriot Radio who have made big money on issues uh, that are presented to the public as being vital. But all it does is scare people further and ratchet up the anxiety and the paranoia. And ultimately, it desensitizes them to really caring about confronting the control machines. They say, why should I try?
1: It, It also stops critical thinking. And that's the key to it. See, constant terror stops critical thinking. It's used in psychological warfare uh, on prisoners, the, same, the very same technique of blindfolding them, taking them out to get shot. Uh, you wait for five minutes, they lead you back inside again, not today. So you don't know when it's going to happen. And eventually you lose control of everything until they can lead you around literally by the nose and you'll, you'll, you'll go along willingly because you cannot make a rational decision for yourself anymore. It's a Pavlovian response. You're like the dog. It's trained to, to get your meal in one corner. You always go to that corner. If you move at the corner, you get a shock. And then one day, you get shocked in that corner too. So you thought, I-, I better try another corner. You please the master, and you're okay for a week there until it starts shocking you there. Well, eventually, you've been round all the corners, you sit in the middle of that room, and you just shake and quiver. And that's exactly the same formula that's been used on the public today.
0: And they shake and quiver, uh, quoting... Uh, either news from the mainstream media or news from Patriot Radio or what they think is news. And they'll they'll pass DVDs around. Oh, my God, you've got to look at this. Oh, my God, you've got to look at that. And it becomes very disheartening to see this. Uh, otherwise, yeah. intelligent people acting... Uh, it, doesn't, as they, it doesn't
1: matter who gives you the bad news as long as you get it. That's what intelligence service knows.
0: There you go, folks. Uh, so... <laughs> It doesn't matter who gives you the bad news or who puts the fear or anxiety out there or the paranoia because that pleases the controllers. They don't care. Be right back with Alan Watt in just a minute. Hey, back talking with Alan Watt. It's, it's very difficult to awaken people when there's there's nothing there to awaken. It's very hard to talk to young people when they don't understand the frame of reference that older people, and I'm talking people in their 30s even, have and, and try to reach out from. The prognosis is not good. Uh, Alan Watt. I hate to say that, but it's, it's a very difficult issue. The people who have pulled this off, again, have been planning it, as you rightly point out, for probably a couple of centuries now. Over time, they have time. This is a grand plan of one world government. This is a, an effort to reconfigure this planet into a plantation planet. Uh, a lot of people are going to probably have to be removed. That is, of course, the plan to reduce the size of the plantation workforce, the labor force, to a a manageable size. However big that is, we don't know. Uh, We look at biological weapons. We look at, at, of course, the ultimate means of controlling humankind is through the most vicious, virulent tool of all time, and that is the television uh, control comes in many many packages, but that is uh, that is number one. It's uh, it amazes me to no end. And as you well know, Alan, they are enfolding and embedding into the audio video of television uh, all kinds of uh, energetic devices, shall we say, that mm-hmm. are are not uh, charted, that are not regulated, and that are doing some amazing things. I realized it uh, oh, maybe ten years ago. I don't know. I looked at a uh, television set somewhere casually. And found that I could not avert my gaze easily. It was difficult, and it was pure trash
1: on there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, anyway, it's a you- tremendous tool. Tremendous yeah. tool. In fact, when they first put it out there, they designed it in such a way that the flicker rate would uh, be within the, the brain waves uh, own. So, yeah. Like you actually have have a, a brain pattern goes through so many cycles per second, and you don't see the flicker. In the television, when you watch it, if you have a video camera and and the video, the television, then you will see the flicker, is quite amazing, and the same happens with the computer, and it's designed to put you in to an alpha type. If space. you
0: if you have a flat screen LCD, it's not there, but uh, the old CRT certainly has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the uh, the concept of the flicker, it takes about a minute the first time someone, a child, looks at television before their brain learns to sync up with that flicker and go into uh, a a deep alpha or even a high theta state. Uh, There are four brainwave states, beta, alpha, theta, delta. And after the first couple of times of watching television, it literally only takes, I think it's three to five seconds to entrain the average brain into that flicker. And at that point, you are no longer able to pass intellectual judgment on the material that is pouring into your subconscious mind
1: yeah and as you say they can't take their eyes away from it and it works with adults too and I used to visit relatives of mine and they'd turn the volume down if need be they hated to do that even (laughs) Uh, but they would still stare at the television even though they couldn't hear it and and I realized this was a tremendously addictive tool and as you say you're not judging really what's coming in It's going right into your subconscious. There, your your sensor part of your brain, uh, that guards you and makes you ponder, is down. The shield is down, and you're you're being downloaded. It's
0: downloaded, being programmed, uh, absolutely programmed. Uh, You you just, folks, you don't understand the depths at which this material goes. It's extraordinary. The idea of uh, of concentration camps. Uh, in this country, uh, yes, there are a few camps around. Uh, every country has them. There may be more than a few here. But the concept that millions and millions of Americans are going to be put in camps is, is 1950s thinking. Mm-hmm. This, this, this culture, this society, as I've been saying for a long time, is already, in fact, in a camp. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, whether, you you,
0: whether you want yeah. to view it economically, in terms of food, in terms of water, in terms of culture, entertainment, any way you look at it, most of all, usury and debt, of course, but people are in a virtual concentration camp already.
1: You have the cameras up around all the cities. You, you have uh, microphones, too, with, with most of these cameras. They, they admit that in Britain. you can hear you talking in shop door. Oh,
0: hell, in, vit- in Britain, the cameras can talk back to the people.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and so you're in a camp. You're, you're most people are cashless now. They use cards for everything. They've been tracked wherever they go. Everything they buy has been tracked. Um, it's, it's, they put all their information up on the Internet. They do emailing as though they, the person is next door and it's their best friend and there's no one in between. So all their information is constantly being given out to the authorities who admit that they're, they're collecting all the data, personality profiles, daily activities. They have complete rundown. Medical they, records. They right. can describe you better than you know yourself.
0: Yeah. that's That's true.
1: So you're in a camp. You're in a camp. And it's not enough for them. Daily, they're telling us the next level and the next level and the next level. And the people are so conditioned to it, they, they almost yawn.
0: Look, that's right. Because, again, they're just fried on, they're desensitized to fear and concern and, and normal intellectual processes, which they used to rely on to try to differentiate between right and wrong. There's, those things have been pretty well trashed. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the future is continuing to move in the wrong direction. And I would suggest to all of you that this theater of the mind... Uh, you remember The Prisoner, the, the series yeah. The Prisoner? Yeah. You can get it on DVD. It's well worth watching. I've seen it, and it's it was extremely prescient at the time. Yep. And uh, some of the quotes from it are extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick McGowan was in it. Excellent. Uh, the American political... Campaign season uh, joke of jokes, yeah. insult of insults, yeah. uh, ab- obscenity of obscenities, and I could go on and on. How does it look to you up in in Canada?
1: I I never liked circuses, and Not so me I, did, I never Nor I never follow the circus. Yeah, <laughs> I never follow the circus that's put on for the public, because I've watched the agenda my whole life unfold. Mm-hmm. I read about it when I was a child. I went to the adult libraries. I read up about the Royal Institute, I read up on the League of Nations and where they wanted to go. I read up into all the eugenicists that were behind everything, the most famous people who wrote big, thick books. And and I realized where it was all supposed to go. And throughout my life, I saw this agenda unfold. Every step that they wanted went in, regardless of which party was seemed to be in power in any country. It went unabated. And uh, I realized that the parties themselves We're just fronts, just organized fronts to keep the people uh, believing that some kind of say in in what happens. In reality, it's just that. There's no democracy of any kind at all. There has been. No,
0: no, democracy is a myth. Uh, Back in just a minute. And watch now how Americans are beginning to fear for their stomachs. Believe me, that is the ultimate controller. you take and constrict the food supply of any any people. And they will literally begin to line up. They'll queue right up. Whatever you want us to do, just give us the food. And the resistance, of course, to Monsanto's evil, death-dealing, genetically modified crops is, is fading in the face of fear now, worldwide fear. So Monsanto is loving this uh, contrived food crisis. Back in just a minute with Alan Watt you. Okay. Alan Watt, always a pleasure to speak to Alan a man of a great knowledge and breadth and understanding of what's happening and has studied it for many years there's a, there's a one issue I want to clarify and I it didn't originate with you but it, it came apparently some several people quoted you as saying as this but let me preface it by making uh, making this clear I I'm no expert but I have spent a lot of time talking with professionals about chemical weapons in warfare, not biological. I'm talking about chemical weapons, not bio as in viral or bacterial. Chemical, as in nerve gas, pharmaceuticals and so forth. Now someone suggested that the the public was being targeted to be sprayed with valium by aerial and aerosol means. And then, potentially, to be followed up with spraying of Prozac or some other SSRI now that is so absurd and and ridiculous i can 't even begin to to i need I need to explain it look Valium first of all, is a third generation uh, soft tissue relaxing agent to get dose to the ground from from ten thousand feet equally spread over a populace of a million or two million or three million people is absurd. You have wind, you have climate conditions, you have solar activity on the actual material itself. Uh, To get exactly the right dose, let's say 10 milligrams of Valium, into three million people from an aerial application platform is, is laughable. And to follow that up with something like Prozac, which has to be administered every day, is even more absurd. Now, I know you didn't make that up, Alan, and mm-hmm. it was told to you by someone, or you heard it somewhere. But we need yeah, to tell Mr., people. Mr.
1: Rumsfeld said it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, this is this is beyond asinine. It's. It but it's doesn't not work. really
1: because I I went into in fact on my website It's from government agencies that 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 actually uh, are working on this very stuff.
0: Well, let me let me beta- interrupt. The yeah.
1: and the yeah. serotonin inhibitors. Understand. And, and it's called calmatives. Now people go into it. I've got the links mm-hmm. to the government's own experimentation with these particular drugs, which they bind with other chemicals to bring it down to earth level.
0: How can they guarantee? How does Rumsfeld pretend to be able to deliver an equal dosage to people indoors, outdoors, all around the town, to an element that has a, a breakdown time? Now, I spent a lot of time, I, Rumsfeld. What a source! Uh, a lot of time with people who have written books two authors on chemical weapons and how ineffective and absurd they are to even think of deploying in a battlefield situation, let alone a metropolitan or urban area where people, again, are indoors and outdoors and, and, and available to breathe the air... And how, how, what's to keep people from breathing in 200 milligrams of something and, and overdosing? So mm-hmm. Rumsfeld, see, I think, is, in the, is nuts. See,
1: see, this is the thing, it's for emergencies, uh, real emergencies, supposedly.
0: You're talking about like a one time application or a two time application?
1: Uh, it could be, however, he was asked. This question is, is mm-hmm. what are you going to do if there's another major attack? like And New York he would City?
0: Di- he would disclose a top-secret plan like that, an asinine plan like that? And he said, like we that? have
1: plans. Ah. Is he said, we have plans to he's spray all
0: He's not all going to divulge that, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. And, and furthermore, you, now you know this. You know that one of the perimeter defense technologies used around sensitive military bases is electromagnetic, mm-hmm. that they can create in the mind through electromagnetic transmission through the air almost any state of consciousness they want from fear to complacency which is what Rumsfeld was talking about, to anxiety to uh, fight or flight you name it, they can do it with broadcast electromagnetics so for me, Rumsfeld saying they're going to spray diazepam from 5 or 10,000 feet over an urban area to calm the populace when they can do it with Gwen Towers, with Cell Towers, with possibly the electronic grid and really reach everyone with a, a manageable, equal, efficacious dose. Yeah, that makes sense. But the idea oh. of spraying a pharmaceutical does not.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, these characters take every possible weaponry that they have. And Remember, Rumsfeld's main specialty was in the chemical industry.
0: Well, he was Monsanto's clown prince. Yeah. Yes,
1: and he's also the man that was the CEO for the company that with the aspartame right. and pushed it through. That's right. And he was also through. the guy yeah. who went over to Saddam Hussein back in the 70s.
0: I got pictures so of you.
1: Yeah. the chemical weapons. Yeah. And those chemical weapons were pretty good. They killed a lot of people off.
0: Well, the unfortunate so, so, part about that is the Iranians were the ones that used them. And mm-hmm. the CIA station chief over there admitted that in a lengthy mm-hmm. report. It was not Saddam Hussein who gassed yeah, the Kurds. Yeah, both
1: sides, yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the thing is... Um, these characters have all kinds of weapons there's no doubt at all they'll use the silent weapons the ones that can't be detected so readily and I've no doubt they already are using uh, ELF and all the rest of it on the public because some days I get maybe 50 calls from all over the world Mm -hmm. and places that are getting heavily sprayed especially in conjunction with uh, the the ELF and so on Mm -hmm. are dead tired and they have to doze during the day right a lot of them are young people
0: I would suggest so, the aluminum and barium are enough to do it. We know that aluminum uh, deadens the uh, the frontal lobe portion of the brain that uh, creates initiative, and, and, and you've got fluoride. You know, there's an electromagnetic signature for all of these elements, too, and they can broadcast that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, I I can't imagine him disclosing anything of, of a seriously a secret nature. I think... From what I know about it, and, and I mean this uh, in, in the most constructive sense, I think it was a canard. And, and you know, we do—we don't want to lose sight of the fact that these people are stupid, and maybe they would think that that was a viable thing to do. But given the winds and everything else, uh, and trying to well, deliver I think they'd even it.
1: do it just just for just for t- to use the stuff up and buy a new supply from the <laughs> owner, because because it's all it's all financial as well. This whole war yeah, industry runs yeah, yeah. on commerce.
0: I don't, I, anyway, that just struck me as, as so absurd when they've got such advanced technology that, I mean, it's just silly. Mm-hmm. But uh, be that as it may, folks, uh, rest assured that in the case of massive civil unrest, there will be all kinds of advanced electromagnetic weapons turned loose, used upon the populace to sedate them, to calm them, and they're not going to feel like doing anything. And they they won't need anything in their water. They won't need to breathe anything to do it either, unless it's some... It's not going to be diazepam. If they spray anything else, it'll be a new generation of... uh, They have now... We we think of sodium pentothal as being the so-called truth serum. They have combinations now, four or five different new drugs, which are so far beyond sodium pentothal, it isn't even funny. There is no way for anyone to withhold anything anymore. None. You you just can't. If they want it out of you, you, it's there. So... They'll just inject you, and you, you start talking. It's very, it's very simple. I know people who have had this used on them. Uh, anyway, so the idea of a, of a massive civil issue uh, brings to mind uh, people continuing to worry about 80% of the world's population marked for extermination. Not in one fell swoop, but uh, we can certainly see it in, in fairly substantial chunks. And I would suggest to all of you that the H7N2 variant, the Fujian strain of H5N1, of course, also are moving very, very close now to uh, putting the avian uh, pandemic that we've been talking about for four and a half years on this program on the front porch. I mean, we're we're right there, and that's just one means of doing it. Do you think that they're going to knock the population down soon, Ellen?
1: I think they're in a role to do so, and they've been gearing them up to accept this coming for years, uh, and pandemics according to people who have written about uh, the, what a sad thing that we don't have the Black Death uh, like um, Charles Galton oh, Darwin or Prince,
0: Prince Philip
1: and Prince Philip as well and a whole bunch of them um, pandemics are the ideal way to gradually bring down a population and at the same time get them used to an, an even more increased martial law and containment within cities you'll move outside those cities yeah. Uh, so rather than a fast cowl, with bodies everywhere. They want us to bury our dead naturally, get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And um, as we're dying off, pandemics are the best way to use. Oh, they can
0: make, make a profit, too. They can too.
1: spring up every five years, die down, mm-hmm. spring up again over many years. And it's an ideal way until one generation passes, thinking you've always had these pandemics and yeah. it's always reducing the population. I see two now in the U.S., just passed a law to allow this new chemical, which is an alternative to cremation, supposedly, and it's basically a, an acid-type based uh, formula where they're going to put the bodies in it and you, you literally get dissolved. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's a tank. I, 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 I took the article and put it up on my website. It's quite interesting. But I've given the go-ahead for funeral directors over the U.S. to use this stuff. Really? Yeah.
0: Ah, yes. The tank of
1: everlasting life. Well, they you say like when you that. take it down to the police station, they to say, will take it down to the tank. It have a different <laughs> meaning <money> now. <Yeah. laughs>
0: so it would be difficult for to talk people into. I guess they'd rather keep a little bottle of ashes than a little bottle of hydrochloric acid on the mantle, wouldn't they?
1: I think so. Uh, yeah, that would be really, really nice for the people. It says it does smell a bit, but eventually it eventually wears off in time. Hmm. <laughs> All right.
0: My friend, we have a minute left, what would you like to leave us with tonight, anything?
1: Well, the people should really, those who are awake, have a lot to fight for. And that's the whole thing. Stop looking at, at all the defeats of what you've lost. You can think of the human potential of what's been in the past and how all, all of our ancestors fought hard to bring ourselves up to where we are today. And it's not a matter of fighting for yourself. It's for what's been and for what's to come and for those lives to come along after we've gone that's what it's all about
0: indeed and uh, step number one is to turn off the television set believe me reclaim your life allow your consciousness to come back and allow your children a chance to develop individuality thanks Alan Watt great to speak with you
1: it's a pleasure
0: take care All right, we're going to pause and we'll be back in just a few minutes